Welcome to Seishura. I'm Jim Jam. I'm Scoop Magoo. And uh, we just came back from the record store uh, from our favorite place, Bull Moose in Salem. And we uh, talk about what we bought today. Um, I think we should also say that this is kind of like we're doing two in one, the two in one episodes today. So there's probably some references to previous episodes, our very previous episode today because uh i'm taking vacation so <laughs> and uh yeah so let's let's get down to it uh scott start us off yeah I, I tried to i wanted to do kind of a um a lot of variety today uh, yeah i feel like some of my past trips have been a little one note in what what i've i've bought so i wanted to actually um like for example there's one album here that's more of a a sludgy release and i was thinking of buying an album by cathedral one Mm. of the that one of the their like essential albums i don't have oh what is that big album of theirs uh i have the ethereal mirror and one of their newer ones and the one and uh i forget what it was called i think yeah oh oh, uh, a carnival bazaar which is another one of their albums that's really you know well known and uh, whatever. So I think I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But. Um, so in any case, I decided not to get that one because I really wanted to get this one. I wanted to do a lot of different things, and hopefully that shows throughout today. Uh, the first album is one that I have. I've wanted to get for a while, but either they didn't have they had other albums by this artist, but not this one, which I really wanted to get. They have this album, but it was a new copy, and it was really expensive. Force of Equilibrium, by the way, uh, is the cathedral yes, album yes. I'm thinking about. Um, so. And I finally, I saw it for a pretty reasonable price, and I was like, you know what? I, I just want to get it. And that is Discovery by Daft Punk. Um, huh, okay. I just have always... How, how, do you, how do you not have a copy of that? I had a copy and sold it uh, because... I, 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 don't, I don't know if I read it. I, I did the same thing, yeah, too. That's the funny but thing. I just... I. I I love this album. Um, it's so... It's a very sludgy, it's heavy so, album, too. Yeah, okay, I wasn't talking about <laughs> um, Yeah, am I going to get Daft Punk or Cathedral? Um, but no, this is just... It's just, it's super... Um, How much was your new used copy of that? Eight bucks, which is still a little steep, but, you know... Yeah, I mean, it, it, since new copies go for, like, you know, 13 bucks and above. Yeah, Especially so, for Daft Punk. So, so, yeah, I think every, every copy I've seen has been, like, close to 15 bucks or whatever. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't really have to go through what the songs are in this album. Everyone knows, you know, One More Time, Aerodynamic, um, Digital Love, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Like, the four songs to open this album, it's just, like, ridiculous. Yeah. The thing is, like, it tends, for me, it tends to fall off near the end. Um, I think there's a little bit of a lull after that, but then it picks back up at the end. Like, I love Face to Face. I really, I love Too Long. Um, yeah. just like for me, the, there are some, some low points, but I think the high, the high points for me are, are some of my favorite dance yeah. and electronic tracks ever. I, 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 I love the album too. I, I just think of like, like, I think too long is just, well, too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Unnecessarily, uh, lengthy, uh, just because I don't know, just, there isn't a lot to the track. And so to repeat all that over and over, yeah. and over and over and over and over and over and over again, yeah, it gets a little. I feel it you. Gets a little much. I feel you for sure. Um. So yeah, I actually took a similar approach 
to what you were doing today, just like variety. That's what I usually try to go through, go for. Um, just to try to get a little bit of everything because you know it, it gets boring to just buy the same thing all the yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I was just looking around in the electronics section. Um, I don't know what I was looking for, but I ended up finding this uh, Ben Frost by the throat. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and this is an album I I used to listen to uh, Ben Frost a lot back in the day. And I don't know what happened. I just stopped listening. I think, um, not to say I, I dislike any of his stuff or anything like that. I just, I think I found other things to listen to. Uh, and I remember, I think I used to listen to probably Aurora the most. Yeah. But this this would come on sometimes. And I remember this being like really noisy and having like just some really harsh noise elements to it. So I'm, I'm really psyched to get into that. I, ben Frost has always been uh, one of my favorite electronic producers i'm i'm really i'm hoping that he comes out with something new pretty soon yeah i think he's due for it right because um the center cannot hold was 2017 yeah it was a couple of years ago so i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we got something early next year late this year yeah that would be really cool so yeah i'm i'm psyched awesome yeah i'm not familiar with that one so i yeah it's, it's earlier so i think yeah. it came before or i think it was like literally the album before it because nice. i think he had like a soul. He had, a, I think it was his debut, and then this, and then, yeah, Aurora. But nice. I could be wrong. So, so next, um, this is an out. I I definitely have brought this up on the podcast, and I brought it up to you. But uh, there's just uh, been trying to get every album by this band. I mean, it's, it's going to be a long process, but um, Arcade Fire. Just a bit. No, <laughs> just an always. Uh, Carsey headrest. I like a lot of. Well, maybe they don't have a lot of albums, but I like some of their... The albums from Arcade Fire I like, I enjoy a lot. Yeah. And the albums I don't... Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, this is uh, Freak Puke by the Melvins. Freak um, Puke? Yeah. They have the best names. I th- They did really funny. Um, like, they they have a trilogy of albums. Uh, the Maggot, The Bootlicker, and... Um, the Suck Up. Like, The Baby or something. Uh, I, I forget. Um, but yeah, the Melvins are just... They're a really kind of quirky they got a lot of personality they they do uh i guess sludge rock is maybe the best way to put her like stoner rock uh a little they, a little bit of grunge they, you know they're all... my favorite french house band yeah <laughs> did oh. daft punk on the other hand is my favorite sludge metal band yeah so. i know you're gonna clown me this whole episode yeah. that's fine <laughs> um but yeah they um and this is melvin's light so i'm not sure what the um uh, what the like the the deal is here? Wait, wait, the, 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 that's like the band title. It's called Mel, the, you know Melvins, and it's L I you know Light, and I'm not sure if they're missing some of their members or whatever. That's um, weird. Yeah, but they have guitar vocals, drum vocals. Um, well, then I guess it's, it's it's not unheard of because it's like um like Wu Tang, like like, yeah. like like when they're not doing a clan album, they just do Wu Tang. Ooh. When they're not doing a clan album, that 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 sounds odd out of context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, what's your favorite clan album? Yeah, what's your Scott? favorite? Clan? <laughs> but yeah, like I just I I, I love their approach. <laughs> Who's your favorite member of the clan, Sky? Oh, is it, wow. is, it, is it the Great Dragoon? <laughs> oh man! All right, this 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 is a, a wonderful tangent. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I just I, I you know, sometimes you just want like a really cool, fun. Uh, riff like a nice uh, you know some heaviness that uh, yeah. isn't too heavy you know like you don't want like a, a death metal riff but you just want like a nice um, beefy riff if you will See, I, I for some reason like 
Melvin's riffs, and like sludge metal riffs, hit harder than death metal riffs. Do yeah, I, anyway. I I agree. It's just, it's a different kind of uh, heaviness. And yeah, see, like like death metal for me, it's just like oh, it's like some psycho running at you with like a knife. Yeah, but like like sludge metal is like some guy decking you in the face. Yeah, exactly. It's like it fucking hurts. Like, <laughs> I mean, not to say a knife wouldn't hurt, but like, you know. You can still run away from that knife. You're, yeah. you're not running away from this punch. So. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I so I can't believe I don't even. I was surprised I even found this, but um, Elliot Carter's uh, string quartets one and two, and I think there's another thing called the composer's quartet. I don't really know a whole lot about Elliot Carter. He's an uh, like modern composer. Uh, I I've listened to I think a couple of his string quartets and they're pretty like dissonant and cool sounding and so um i just thought you know this thing's like three bucks so i just like yeah why that, not? That, that's a no-brainer right there yeah exactly it's just like take a shot because i, I was like finding new classical music yeah um and i, I really wanted some new like just dissonant type of music yeah uh, so you know just add on to it hopefully this won't be totally disappointing but uh even if it is only two, only three bucks. So yeah, you know, nothing wrong there. And I might come around to it. So, but I usually really like string quartets. So I'm I'm pretty psyched to listen nice. to this thing. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I need to check that because I I would like to get some more modern classical. I would um, say so. If we're talking about the Blumhouse in Salem, um, their selection isn't great. Yeah. Uh, like the composers that I think you would really like, like when it comes to like avant garde stuff, you know, Stockhausen, Zanakis. Ligeti, yeah. Carter, um, Gloria Coates, you know, those type of things. Like, they don't have any of that. Um, the closest I found was uh, the one in Portsmouth. They, That's they some had, cool stuff. Yeah, they yeah. had some cool stuff. They had a bunch of Schellenberg there. Um, yeah, like, and I think they had, um, like, yeah, they had this Messiah album that I bought there, too. That was pretty good. So, yeah, like, like it's... I would actually... More than anything, I would say just buy them online. Yeah. Because uh, Naxos, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but they're a record label that just puts out classical music mostly, mm-hmm. and a lot of their albums are that you can find on Spotify or on Amazon are like between six and eight dollars. Yeah. So in, in like, they're they're all like you know I mean you sort of have to go on like what pieces do you like and which composers yeah. do you like, but like for six for like six bucks for like an album of like Ligeti quartets. That that's pretty cool, so nice. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll look into that because that's definitely a niche I've been wanting to, or a niche I've been wanting to scratch. Yeah, for a little while now. Um, next is an artist who I've really enjoyed their newer releases, and I figured they have a, a lot of albums. They've been around for a while now. They're one of those bands that's been around for like probably like twenty ish years, if not more. But um, they also just are very active. Because there's some bands that have been around for a while, but they don't release music that often. Yeah, they just release music all the fucking time. Um, so Young it's the Giant. No. <laughs> Doesn't Young the Giant have like a bazillion albums? They do, but uh, yeah. I really like their their newer releases, this band's newer releases. And they have three albums everyone says you need to get. So I picked the one that, just from some quick listening on, on YouTube, sound the best to me. Um, the Sunset Tree by Mountain Goats. Oh, um, yeah. I think uh, I think it's Hello from West Texas, Tallahassee, and this one are like you like the like 
everywhere I looked, there were like the three albums that you can't go wrong with each. I went with this one because uh, Hello from West Texas. I guess earlier on in the career, there's uh, the main guy in Mountain Goats. His name is... Um, yeah, don't ask me. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I know. I, I let, let me look it up. The Mountain Goats. But um, but anyway, like the the main the mastermind behind Mountain Goats. I guess his earlier albums. It was just him recording on his own, like home, John Darnio. Yeah, his own like home stereo. And so, um, Hello from West Texas is a lot of people rated his best. But it's just a it's very very lo fi simple um, folk album. Whereas this one is much more of a indie folk. It has a lot more instrumentation on it and. Uh, was really well known. A lot of pieces have been used in uh, in films and TV. Like one of the songs on here was used in one of the finales of The Walking Dead in one of the seasons. Huh. Um, but yeah, I I am curious to see how the band has evolved over time. Each album has its own theme. So you know, this one is about uh, the different things that have happened in his childhood home, like the different people there, different stories about that. Um, they've gotten a bit more abstract in in recent years you know pretty esoteric you know an album about goths about pro wrestling about dungeons and dragons but um you you liked that new one right yeah i've I've liked i I listen to all three of the new albums and and i want to go back and start and see uh you know obviously this one being about the subject matter it is you know his family and his house can be a lot more personal um i'm wondering if that's going to change the tone because there's like a little bit of a kind of a a comedy, like a fun, lighthearted element to the newer albums, just because of what it's a, you know, yeah. it's, like a, it's kind of hard to make a serious album about pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I I think this album is great, and uh, I am very excited to start. Or I want to see if it's worth like buying their back back catalog. Did you? So, uh, did you see Fantano's review for the new Mountain Goats album? He wasn't a fan. Yeah, he didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> Which I was a little surprised by because I don't. I can't say. I just, I didn't see some of the things he saw in. Mm. in but you know, different that, strokes. That, that that's usually my findings with with any Fantano review. Frankly, I don't really agree with. 99% of what he says about an album. Yeah. But I, you know, I still respect the hell out of the guy, so... Yeah, I mean, I feel like he, he argued his points well, but I yeah. just... When he said, oh, it's lacking what the last... Essentially, boiled down to it's lacking what made the last few Mountain Goats albums great, and... Uh, I mean, I guess he could prefer one over the other, but I, I felt like it was very closely in line with what they've been doing. So I just... I thought it was... Mm-hmm. I could see, like, oh, it's 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 kind of not doing much, much different, but... Anyway, in any case, yeah. I, I think they make great indie folk, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they, you know, because this is one of their earlier albums, how they started in that. that yeah. Band. So, All right. Yeah. So, uh, this is Scott's favorite band, uh, Mel Banana, um, oh. <laughs> featuring his favorite vocalist. Um, I will say, I that was the first Mel Banana album I listened to, and I, I love the music on that album. Yeah. It's really, really well composed, or, or written, whatever. Um, but... Yeah, the, you really don't like the vocals. I, just, so. yeah. I, just, I I can get that. I actually really grew to like love this band. Like, I I've been trying to listen. To, I've been trying to like listen to every single album they've come out with. I've yet to come across an album I don't like from Mel Banana. This is uh this is Fetch. This is their latest album, uh, which has been a couple of years now since they've put out anything. But um, still really awesome album. It's pretty short. It's like just around half an hour, um, and it's just super cool just to see 
all these dimensions that they sort of fly through in just half an hour. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love this album. So I'm, I'm really psyched to get some Melt Banana in my collection. And it's a, it's a great name, great band name. Too. Yeah. No, I, I like a lot of things about Melt Mel Banana except... Uh, a very a very crucial part of the band. Yeah, I mean her so, her, so her vocals are are very very shrill. Yeah, like, and I think that's putting it lightly. Um, yeah, you, you know, and it's it's either you like it or you don't like it. I, oh, for sure. I did not like it at first, uh, but I really grew around to it because I think there's it, for some reason it works so well with the music for me. Like it's just like it, it, it kind of is like a contrast in a way to like sort of the weirdness that you can get into with yeah. um agata's guitar you know it's it's sort of like like um i think the the term is kawaii if i remember right that's like the japanese concept of cuteness yeah and i feel like she, she kind of adds i think the, yeah <laughs> she, she kind of sure. takes care of that point and i mean again I, i'm not gonna call anybody out for for finding it grading because i mean it, it can't be so yeah but I, I mean, I appreciate what they do. I would love to. At some point, I want it to click because I, I do genuinely love. So, w- w- what have you listened to from them? Um, there's one with I've listened to that. I think I listened to. It has like the crow. It's like blue and red. It's like the cellscape. Cell. Yeah, I listened to yeah, that. Uh, um, I was gonna say because cellscape, I think, is their, their best. Yeah, album. I've listened to. Uh, there's there's one that came out after this one, right? No. Like one of their newer one. Okay, then this is the latest one. Um, is I have an older one. Maybe there was another one I listened to that I don't remember. There's one with like a dinosaur coming out of an egg. I forget. Oh right, I think that's like scratch and sniff. Yes. Um, um, and I've liked everything musically they've done. It's just the I just I don't like her delivery or the sound of her voice, which yeah. is a little difficult. You know to what get. you might like? Um, so Zadik put out a album by just the guitarist of this, and it's just him on guitar and effects. And it's supposed to be batch insane. I will have to check yeah, that out. Yeah, it's called a uh, spike. Spike. Yeah, by, by uh, Agata. Okay. It's, it's part. Of, def- it's part of their um, New Japan yeah, series. I will, I will absolutely check that out. Yeah, I, I whenever I look and like want to shop on Zadik, that's always like the first album I always put on my list for some reason, and then I end up taking it out. <laughs> uh, what do yeah. you have? Up? So no, another thing I've been into lately is uh, hip hop. And uh, kind of finally, again, like I'm actually following through on a lot of personal goals, which is nice. I've been trying to get into more uh, hip hop and listening to it again because it's a genre I loved and just fell out of favor with for whatever reason. Yeah, for, and for good reason. I mean, the hip hop that's dominated the landscape for like the past couple of years has been um, pretty horrible. Yeah, but there's plenty of there's plenty of older hip hop albums I hadn't <laughs> explored yet. So I just kind of it's funny. I had two hip-hop albums I was specifically looking for. Um, older, kind of foundational, abstract hip-hop albums. They had them both, and they both were pretty nice. good price. I was very very pleasantly surprised. So the first one is um, Stress, uh, The Extinction Agenda by Organized Confusion. Kind okay. of a... Um, again, I don't know much about any of these releases other than... Releases? Yeah, re- then they're you know pretty important to... I'm not expecting truly experimental hip-hop but i feel like for the where east coast hip-hop was at the time it's probably a little bit out of the norm and it's a little bit you know at least lyrically or, or, or sonically you're listening so, to freestyle fellowship 
No. You might like Freestyle Fellowship. Yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted to, because I love hip-hop. I love, uh, especially hip-hop off the, the beaten path. This is kind of the stuff, um, you know, I guess from my understanding, it's, you know, very much like jazz rap and, um, you know, conscious hip-hop in a way. It? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I, I don't recognize any um, any of the songs on here as, like, big rap hits, but uh, I'm very much looking forward to listening to this. Uh, I'm hoping that it's a it's a good purchase because older hip hop can either be like some of the best in the genre, like some of my favorite iterations of of, of the style, or, or really cheesy. Like um, I tried oh, for a while to get into De La Soul, yeah. and to be fair, I I only tried Three Feet High and Rising, but to be fair to me, that's like one of their most celebrated albums. If you listen to like, so. if you get a little beyond that, like Grind Date is pretty good. To yeah. Listen to. Um, there's AOI. The AOI series is really good, too. Uh, they have, like, two there. I think it's one's called Bionics, and the other one's called, like, um, like Rhythmic Thump or something like that. Um, and, those and, are both good. And I'm starting to... I believe that one of the... One of the rappers is Pharaoh Monch, which he has since been, like... He's kind of a name in, in like, underground hip-hop now, which is I guess makes sense. Uh, let me look that up real quick because, but but yeah, I mean he, um, this is one of those kind of saw it when I was first getting into mm. hip hop, and I'm kind of glad that um, glad that I finally decided to get back in the genre because I've liked a lot of new stuff. Yeah, he he, Pharaoh is in um, organized confusion. Um, it's a style that I think when done well is is incredible and yeah. I just want to get back into it. I was actually pretty close to getting um, Only Built for Cuban Links. Oh, nice. That's, um, a, that's a great Wu-Tang album. Yeah. Or, or Wu-Tang adjacent, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know, I just didn't want to spend any more money, kind of. Uh, even though I really do want to get that album at some point. That yeah. and, um, I really wanted to get, like, I was hoping Danny Brown's Triple X yeah, was there and uh, same with like just some Ace album that I don't have maybe or, but I, actually what I really like to do is finish off my Beastie Boys collection. Yeah, uh, me but... too. <laughs> this is so I can finally shut up about yeah, no, it. No, no, no. Uh, I, 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 I want to finish it off by you know <laughs> destroy it for my. Collection. <laughs> um, oh, I was thinking about it because they have a compilation <laughs> called like the Sound of Science. Yeah, and I'm just thinking like just the sound of science. Oh. <laughs> And just I literally the thought of just like how much Scott hates it just, oh. just resonated in my mind. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. They they didn't have like because they only had like Hot Sauce Committee Part One, I think. Or yeah. Part, part Two, and then they had, but they didn't have the mix up, which is the other one I'm missing. So, yeah. You know, at some, at some point, yeah, yeah. Uh, instead, I I was I saw that this was actually at this bull moose, so I just had to buy this. Um, I've never listened to this before, but it's uh, Zen Meditation Music for Solo Shakuhachi by, um, I guess the guy's name is uh, Ronnie Neogetsu Selden. Huh. Uh, and it's just solo Shakuhachi music. It's a beautiful instrument. Um, you know, and if, if you play right, it kind of sounds like, on a little, like, it reminds me a lot of, like, martial arts films. Like, oh. sort of like, when like the old wizened you know kung fu master shows up like they, they'll they'll play like a yeah. shakuhachi riff or something like that or like even like the idea of picture like samurai just sort of darting through the mist 
kind of reminds me of like kind of like this feeling yeah that it, like it's it's just a very beautiful instrument so i was actually i was hoping for something like this either that or um i had another album that i was looking for that was um all Trying to try to remember what the instrument's called. Um, God, I'm gonna kick myself for this later, but um, it's like another. Oh, it could be Ur, the Urdu, I think. Uh, it's like just like another um, sort of Asian instrument that's just yeah. very beautiful. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll nice. see how this is. I, I, it kind of that it's called Zen meditation music kind of turns me off a little yeah, bit. It's because... not like an album per se. Or... Well, no, it's, I mean, it's still an album. Like it's, a, you know, well, yeah, but like, it's, 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 it's almost an hour long, you know, it's, but it, I think it's more just because I think some, sometimes people will like be like, Oh, you know, these, these are some chill. Like, like, like the, yeah. this is like the new age equivalent to like low, lo-fi study beats. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just like, Oh, here's some music that you can chill to. And it's just like, Fuck you. That's like, awesome. Especially just, you know, as someone who, you know, I, I Zen Buddhism is a very important part of my life, um, even though I don't consider myself a Buddhist at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just annoys me when people use Zen for just no reason at all. Yeah. So, but, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe this guy is actually very, um, you know, conscious of what he's saying and, yeah. you know, what he's, you know, doing this for. So, we shall see. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and so, kind of like I was saying earlier, the, the other hip-hop album I got is uh, by The Far Side. So it's ah, okay. a bizarre yeah. ride to The Far Side. Again, I don't know. And I'm actually interested to see if other kind of abstract uh, rappers that were part of this collective have since... Like, like I didn't know Faramanch was in Organized Confusion, but now yeah. I'm like, oh, I know, I know who that is. Um, but yeah, this one... Was also has also been considered a um, uh, you know a pretty influential abstract hip hop album. Apparently, they're also t- I don't know if some of the members were in uh, Souls of Mischief, but I guess that uh, uh, like hieroglyphics. Yeah, like I the, think that, the, that uh, they, of... they're connected to Souls of Mischief. You know that came up when I was uh, um, when I was looking at it. But this is yeah another influential abstract hip-hop album uh from that era really cool artwork interesting it's, it's uh, funny that you haven't heard of freestyle fellowship because like they have they, they're very much in the same niche that like sort of abstract hip-hop that has really insane artwork yeah i mean i i would i would love to look into it i mean i'm i'm really game to yeah i think it's i i it has like one of their albums i remember it's, it's something to do with griots which I don't know if you know what that is or not. No. But it's like, um, oh God, if I butcher this, I'm going to look like a complete asshole. But <laughs> I guess it, it, it's sort of like an African historian, like sort of like a tribal historian that he would like sort of sing yeah. the history of, you know, a people. Uh, that was a Creo. But yeah, they, I, I can't remember the exact name of the album, but Freestyle Fellowship is worth looking into. I, so, I'll definitely look into yeah. it. And right now I'm not... Uh, I guess I, I recognize Buckwheat. I think Buckwheat just passed away, right? Like he he was a uh, Saturday Night Live. No, from uh, he was a, a rapper from the the '90s that I recognize him. I don't recognize a lot of these other rappers. So maybe they were kind of single. They were just influential, but not super um, enduring. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, looking forward to listening to that as well. All right, nice. And uh, my final album is uh, Nasum Shift. Uh, I actually have only listened to this thing once before, 
and I don't really remember a whole lot of it, but I remember it being just like pounding awesome ultraviolence, ultraviolence, no, power violence. Yeah. Ultraviolence is a very different thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I was surprised to even see this here because Nasum isn't exactly like. I don't I, I don't really see a lot of their stuff often. Yeah. And it's, uh, let alone just, you know, like, I, I feel like all their stuff might be out of print at this yeah. point. I'm not entirely sure, though. So, you know, just to see this was really cool. And, you know, I looked through all the other metal albums. I was like, yeah. Like, I, I was thinking about getting Nails' as, uh, Unsilent, Unsilent Death, Death. Which, I, would, I mean, I would love to just get the rest of the Nails albums I need. But um, at some point. Yep, but this, this this is a good this is a good place to go. Yeah, still. there's a Nesum's a great band. They, Nesum's uh, great. Ended uh ended too soon, unfortunately. Yeah, but you know, super important band when it comes to that genre. Yes, like, I was absolutely. Just like trap them, like like they they're huge Nesum fans. Yeah, they were they yeah had a huge huge influence <sighs> on a lot of bands. I, I wish I could get. I, I should have gotten that as trap them's um seizures and barren praise. Oh, that's such a good. That's album. That's a great album. Uh, they, they, you know, it's weird. Okay, so I, he, he, we're, we're going to go a little off the rails for a second. Uh, so I'm going to the Cape. I'm going to Cape Cod next yeah. week. And it's funny that two of the albums I remember listening to most at the Cape last time I was there, Seizures and Barren Praise. Yeah. <laughs> but then also uh, David Comes to Life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I always think of Queen of Hearts and I always think of Cape Cod because it yeah. always it's such a happy song to me. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, I can't wait. And so, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. God. Like, yeah. I would love to get David Comes to Life at some point. It's just such a long album. Yeah. Though, but, yeah. Because well, they used to have it at Bulma's for like three bucks. Yeah. But not anymore. So That's really? Only three bucks? Yeah. Wow. If I remember right. That's crazy. Yeah. So you have, um, you have anything left or? Yeah. So I wanted to get a metal album just to round things out, and I just I've been really into thrash lately. They didn't have any of the the thrash albums I wanted to get, but I saw this. I was really into this band and sold all my stuff because again, I just I for whatever reason I wish I hadn't. And this is kind of uh, they started out as more of a black like a melodic black metal band, but they eventually you know, took on a thrash, thrash edge. And this was the, the album that really catapulted them into well-known. And now ironically, they've kind of turned back to being a black metal band again. Um, it's, uh, beyond the permafrost by skeleton, Witch. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they really had a debut, which was pretty much just like dissection worship, like very just melodic black metal. Yeah. And then this was, um, the first, it was their sophomore album. This was where they became like Black and Thrash and really went that direction. Yeah, what was the album that was after that? Um, uh, it was Burnt. It was something about Burning or Fire or something. No, what, what, what's um, the one with the... Uh, oh, Forever Abomination. Thank you. That that was The album cover is just so cool. That's, so, yeah, and then they... they they're re- all really cool. They released but... one more after that, and then their vocalist left. And now with their new vocalist, they basically just... I didn't listen to it because it didn't sound interesting to me, but they... Basically, are now just a, an atmospheric black metal band. They dropped the thrash, which mm. kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, I used to love this album. Uh, I don't know why I felt a favorite. I think because I went through a period where I was like, ah, thrash sucks. And now I'm like, hey. I, was... <laughs> I think we've all gone through that phase. Yeah, and, and now I'm like, hey, like that's actually not true, but thanks for playing. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I totally get you. Like, I went, like, I was a big thrash boy in, uh, in high school. Thrash boy? Yeah, big love thrash it. boy. Love it. Um, yeah, because like I remember just like you know, I mean Metallica, Megadeth, but basically all the big four except for Anthrax, yeah, uh, were like 
really huge for me. But then uh, some of the like the lesser known ones like Sodom. Yeah. And um, oh, what, what's one of the other Teutonic? Well, no, that, that that's Mellow Death. Um, the Gotham. No. That's no, also no, Mellow it's it's, it's, it it's Teutonic. Yeah. Um, Creator Voivod. Yeah. Thank you. Creator is yeah. the other one. I don't know if Voivod's one of them. I I want to say there's a different, but like so yeah. I used to listen to like a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Just. I got kind of tired of it because I mean, like, like thrash metal has like a very like specific sound, a very specific yeah. type of riffing. Yeah, and it's it's like it's good, but you can't listen to too much of it at once, unless you're one of those people who can listen to like you know a lot of the same thing and yeah. mind it. Um, I'm trying to do. You remember Havoc? I mean, they're yeah. still around. Yeah, I remember loving their like debut. Yeah, I was like obsessed with that album. Um, just because, like, the vocals on that were just so bad shit insane. Yeah. Especially because, like, most thrash albums are just, like, them yelling. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. like, it, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. But, like, it's cool to see a vocalist actually, like, put in some chops, mm-hmm. you know, into it. Um, okay, so let's yeah. talk about albums of the week, then. Uh, yeah, so I... Um, how about you go first? Because I yeah. forgot the name of this album so i i don't know i was i had a couple different options so i'm just gonna go inside biosphere uh substrata oh nice yeah it's a really good ambient album i i feel like most people who listen to this podcast are probably aware of biosphere so i'm not gonna like get too much into it but mm-hmm. uh he has this interesting way of you know he'll he'll add a lot of like sort of like field recordings and things like that and you know sort of interesting textures to his sat like to his albums that i found really to be really cool and yeah Sort of the way he composed this thing was was pretty interesting, and the, the edition I have is like sort of like this new edition that he sort of includes the soundtrack that he did for a movie uh, as like the second half of the album, kind of, mm-hmm. and it works out really well. It's it was really cool to it, it's just nice to read to, uh, you know, which I think is you know a sign of a good ambient album. Yeah, and even the parts like I I, I want to say it's like the second track that had, like, this motif that was, like, sort of the, just the, this repeating, like, synth line, but it was very, very sparse, and it kept using, like, these delays on it, and he would keep adding on to it in new ways. It was really interesting to see how that grew. So, nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Biosphere's always been an artist that, like, I felt like I need to get into, just ever. Yes, Strata's really good. Um, I remember really liking his album that came out, I think, like, 2015 it's called uh departed glories oh um i remember really liking that but it's been a couple years uh he actually put out an album not too long called, called the um hill vannerbeek recordings there's something like that that he it's just straight up field recordings at this point that like he records like a field in england or something like that so you yeah can, you can hear the cows mooing and like the farmers yelling at the cows and stuff like that which is i i, I really like field recordings so that's awesome i, I wouldn't mind putting that on again um all right so you have nice yeah so i I found it so it's called uh change by the dismemberment plan um they dropped in 90 so this came after emergency and i which dropped in 99 which was like immediately universally um you know hailed one of the best indie rock you know Dismemberment kinda, plan. The, 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 that just sounds. It doesn't like sound a, like an yeah. It sounds like a metal album. But they like come on indie rock, post hardcore, kind of you know emo, math rock, and it's it was an incredibly celebrated album. And 
change came two years after. Uh, much more subdued, much more um, of a, a chiller album. Still really enjoyable. It doesn't have the energy of Emergency Die, but still really, uh, really enjoyed it. And nice. I was glad I bought it. It was pretty cheap. I got it when I got that Matt Moss album. But, oh, uh, yeah, Denim Ports. Uh, really, really good, uh, really good album. Nice, yeah. nice. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.